Good morning. Uh, and good morning to those of you joining us online. My name is Stephanie. I am a pastoral intern here, and I am delighted to be able to bring you the message this morning as we kick off our new sermon series, Come to Me. You know, this is one of those times of year where it starts to get really, it's dark longer, and it's cold, and people can start to feel like, when is there ever going to be joy and light again? <laughs> Especially here in North Dakota. Um, and because of that, we decided to do this comforting series and talk about the text where God comforts us through Scripture. So today we're going to kick that off, talking about the Good Shepherd. Would you please join me as we begin in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the gift of today. I thank you for the gift of your comfort and your presence. Lord, Help my words to be yours. I pray that we would hear a word from you today and that all else would fall away. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, as we're talking about comfort, I was thinking about times in my childhood where I felt afraid or nervous. And I used to have nightmares. I used to live in Texas. So there were plenty of things scorpions and snakes and all sorts of things that want to harm you in Texas that I had nightmares about. Um, I remember one time when I was very little, I had a nightmare about um, scorpions. And these were not just any ordinary scorpions. They were flying scorpions because you could clearly have flying scorpions in Texas. They, and they're bigger than everything else, right? Because and everything, everything is big in Texas. So, but these scorpions were attacking my mom. And she was outside the door. I couldn't get to her. And this is in my nightmare. And I remember waking up and being terrified, first of all, that there were going to be scorpions on the floor because you never walked barefoot in the dark in a room in Texas because there could be scorpions on the floor. But I was terrified, and I knew I needed to get to a place where I would feel safe and comforted. Of course, that would be my parents' room, right? So I had to do like the jump from bed to bed and then to the hallway kind of a thing so that I didn't touch the floor and then scurry to my parents' room where I climbed into bed with them and I wrapped up in the covers and I felt safe. That was comforting. Even though I had a scary moment, I knew that if I ran there, I could be comforted. And now as an adult, I have different things that are comforting. I know um, I... I am a sweatshirt and jeans or sweatpants kind of a gal. So comfort for me looks like at the end of the day going home, relaxing with my family in some sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Having a cup of coffee in the morning, doing devotions, with, doing devotions and just sitting with God. Those things are all comforting to me today. And I bet as an adult you have things that are comforting to you too. I bet in that list of things that are comforting, the words rod and staff do not show up. Or is it just me? No? Rod and staff did not show up in the things that popped to my head initially when I think of things that are comforting, things that I would go to for rest and help in times of fear and need. But in our psalm today, the psalmist says that God's rod and staff comfort him. So I wanted to talk about that today. Why? 
Why are the rod and staff comforting? Because those are certainly not images that come to my mind when I am thinking of comfort. So, if we're going to start there, let's start with reading the text. So, in the psalm, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we have this image in this psalm of a caring shepherd, of a shepherd that provides and protects. See, in the ancient Near East, the shepherd was, or the shepherd, the rod, the staff, also equated with royalty. A king, a monarch, used to also call himself a shepherd because he viewed his job as protecting his flock, to protect his people. So as shepherds, they knew that. They knew they were responsible for protection. And this metaphor of a shepherd with royalty is also displaying this strong leadership. At the same time, tender care. So, as a leader and someone who cares for people, you need tools, right? So, the shepherd had tools. Whether you're leading a flock as royalty or whether you're leading a flock as a shepherd, you have tools. And those tools are a staff and a rod. I mean, I know this isn't a rod, but it was the best I could find, so please bear with me for the sake of illustration. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the grace. Okay. Um, those are the two tools mentioned here. They have other tools, but these are the two that are mentioned here as comfort. The rod and the staff. I had trouble as I, was, as I was putting this sermon together and as I was thinking about comfort, I still got stuck. I got stuck on this rod and staff concept because I always heard like sayings like, mm, spare the rod, spoil the child. Like these are tools of punishment, right? That was where my brain went. How are these comforting? I didn't understand. But the truth is, the rod and the staff are actually used for protection and direction. See, the rod is a shepherd's tool to fend off bandits and, war and wolves and anything that would threaten his flock. He would use the rod to protect. And the staff was used to direct. The staff has this hook in it, right, usually. And if a sheep got into trouble, he could pull them back. Or if they got out of line, he could give them a little tap, just so that they nudged right back into the flock. So the rod and the staff were comforting because they provided protection and direction rather than punishment. At its heart, this psalm is an expression, it's an expression of God's character as a protector, a provider, a leader and director, as caring, as a guide. 
And because God's character is constant, he was, he is, he will be, we have the opportunity to depend on him still today. We can still find comfort in the rod and the staff of our shepherd. But do we seize that opportunity? Do we look upon God, our shepherd, as David the psalmist did? Trusting him absolutely for everything that we need. Or, instead, do we ask, why do I need a shepherd? I have, um, I have a couple boys and I have a niece and some of them are middle schoolers and middle schoolers ask the best questions. And the question was that I heard a few, a while back, when we were talking about royalty and uh, people having, and God having uh, authority over your life and, and all of that. She, she was like, um, why do I even want a king or a shepherd anyway? Because we can do it on our own, right? We know where to go. We don't need direction. I never need to be put back on the path <laughs> because I always know where I'm going. The question was, why do I need a shepherd anyway? Because we do, though. We do end up in places where we didn't expect to be. We have a tendency to wander. We have a tendency to see something shiny and head toward that rather than leaning on God, or accepting his guidance as he's gently nudging us. Because we are his flock. We are sheep. Oh no, did I say we're sheep? We don't like that, right? Because sheep are portrayed as being really unintelligent. They're not unintelligent. They're dependent. And there is a difference. They're not unintelligent, but they do have a tendency to look right in front of them, just, I have this beautiful tuft of grass, and I just continue to chew on this grass here, and then, wait a minute, where did everybody else go? They're prone to wander. And we can get like that sometimes, too, just be so focused on the thing in front of us that we forget everything else around us, or we tune out where God is trying to direct us to. Sheep are stubborn. I know I don't have that problem, but... Sheep can be. Um, sheep can be cast down. And what that means is, did you know that if a sheep gets on its back, it can't get up on its own? It would need help from a shepherd to right itself, to put him back on his feet. Sometimes we can get cast down. We can feel sad or depressed or lonely, and we need that help to get back up. And we always seem to be searching for greener grass, just like sheep. Always looking for that next best thing. So because of God's loving character and our tendency to sin, God knew this about us. So he sent his one and only son, our good shepherd, to die for us on a cross so that we don't have to lose our way, so that we aren't eternally stuck in bondage to sin and death. So we aren't cast down. So you can rest in his comfort, in his guidance, his protection, his direction, his presence, his provision. 
because the Lord is our good shepherd. In, uh, we read in John 10, 14 through 15, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And then if we skip down to 14, he says, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. He laid down his life for us, and now we can take comfort knowing that he is with us, that he's watching over us, that he is our good shepherd. The rod and the staff, they're comforting because they are this reminder that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid because no matter what dark, perilous valley we find ourselves in, he is with us. He leads us. He guides us. He protects us. He provides for us. He restores our souls, and he gives us rest. So how does he still do this today? Because we've talked about sheep, we've talked about, and we've got this imagery of a valley, and, you know, sheep used to get, like, in valleys, and they needed guidance through the valleys and all of that. How does this happen today, though? What does the psalmist mean for us today? What does our good shepherd mean for us today? How do the rod and staff show up? God's word. Show up in God's word. So the Holy Scriptures, they move us, they direct us, they guide us. They even correct us and they push us back on the right path. They keep us in the care of our shepherd. We're looking for protection. We can turn to many scriptures, but the one that pops to my mind is Ephesians 6.10, which is the sword of the spirit. The word of God leads, guides, and corrects. If we're looking for direction, we can look to the word of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us so. Because all scripture is useful for teaching. We can look to relationship. Relationship is a way that the rod and staff show up still today. Where we can find comfort. Because Jesus says he knows his sheep. And his sheep know him. And the more time that we spend with Jesus, the better our relationship with him will get. The more we will recognize his voice and be able to accept his guidance as our good shepherd. Christian community is another way that this rod and staff shows up. God brings people into our lives that can help put us on the right path, that can help lift us up when we are cast down. that can help give us godly wisdom when maybe we are failing in that ourselves and trying to listen to what we have going on in our own heads. So considering all this, what should our response be? First, I would say worship, which we're doing today. We give thanks and praise to God, who is our good shepherd who sent Jesus to die for us so that we don't have to be alone, so that we can rely on him for protection and provision and direction. Allow our good shepherd to lead would be a good response as well. I don't ever have that problem. Maybe you do. No, <laughs> actually, I have a horrible problem with that. Have you guys ever done partner dancing? Like two-stepping even? Um, so my husband grew up uh, knowing country dance and stuff. I am a horrible dance partner. 
like horrible because, and I love to dance, don't get me wrong. It's just that I have trouble accepting direction. (laughs) When you two-step, you're going backwards and you have no idea what's happening and you have to rely completely on your partner for guidance. You have to rely completely on your partner that they are not going to run you into somebody or a wall. I have trouble with that. So we allow our good shepherd to lead. That's one, one way we can respond. We can lead those in our care by Jesus' example. Oh, lead those in our care by Jesus' example. Now that makes me think of this. This might have come in handy when my kids were toddlers. <laughs> I remember this one time when um, my oldest... We were at the street fair, and he was very little. He was like three. Um, My youngest wasn't even born yet. And at the street fair, a lot of times there isn't traffic, but we were at a part of Broadway that had traffic, but then there were sitting areas in another place. Anyways, my three-year-old broke free of me and was headed toward traffic. This would have helped because he got beyond my reach. You know, I I had to chase after him and grab him up. He needed the guidance and direction. He didn't know any better. And it's my job to gently care for him. And that is what the staff is for, to gently direct. That is how, how God uses it with us. So as our response, we can lead those in our care by Jesus' example. The point is that the rod and staff, they're not tools of punishment like I had heard. They're tools of guidance and protection. They're reminders that Jesus is with you. As children of God, we can take a deep breath. We can rest in him, knowing that he's always with us, always protecting us, always guiding us, and offering us this place of peace and rest. Even when times are challenging, even when we're in a valley, This psalm illustrates God's unrelenting love for us. And it also tells us how he shows us that love. What would our lives look like if we chose, like David, the psalmist, to be totally dependent on God? What if we truly grabbed a hold of this truth that with him as our good shepherd, we lack nothing? We shall not want Because he restores us. He protects us. He provides us for us. He directs us. He corrects us. And he makes a way for us. So that no matter what is going on, we can find comfort in the presence of the one who loves and cares for us. Our good shepherd. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you We thank you you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you that he is with us to protect us and direct us. We thank you for your rod and staff because they are comforting. Lord, help us to turn to you. Help us to accept your protection, provision, and direction. We pray this in Jesus' name.
Amen.